Chapter 14 of Tilda Jane's Orphans. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Tilda Jane's Orphans by Marshall Saunders. Chapter 14 The Flight of a Wild Goose. Hank was a great laugher and now that he was happy and comfortable at home and prospering in his business the least thing would send him off into a roar of amusement however the next morning his peals of laughter were so loud and long that they at last aroused his father who was dressing and tilda jane was scampering through her toilet upstairs having overslept herself that comes of talking to the stars when i ought to be sleeping she murmured giving a hasty brush to her hair crouch down in your box little housetop i can't feed you till after breakfast but you won't mind as you had a lunch late last night the pigeon did not reply to her and calling out oh you're too sleepy to talk are you she sped down the stairway to the kitchen hank was usually the first one up and always started the kitchen fire but this morning he had forgotten his work and was rolling against the wall alternately turning his face to it with gasps of amusement and then gazing at a small piece of paper he held in his hand what's the matter hank inquired tilda jane a little anxiously for he was not generally taken with these convulsions of mirth so early in the morning what's wrong with you hank asked grandpa at the same time and he too surveyed his son with some anxiety for his laughter was becoming alarming hank made a mighty effort to control himself hear this he said with a catching of his breath here this document left on the kitchen table and he read convulsively girls can turn as well as worms i run to reach a happy home grandpa listened in a mystified silence but tilda jane with a flash of intuition clasped her hands in distress and looking searchingly round the room exclaimed where's perletta running to reach a happy home replied hank with a burr in his voice she's run away cried the little girl oh dear what shall we do what shall we do the concentrated pain and concern in her tones so attracted hank's attention that he partially sobered himself never mind sissy her whole body isn't worth one groan from you and i tried to make her happy ejaculated tilda jane and i was going to try harder oh if i only hadn't lost my temper last night don't worry don't worry continued hank reassuringly i'll get you another girl for my part i'm glad she's gone i never could abide her are you sure she's gone interposed grandpa go look in her room tilda jane's face did not light up i know she's gone i feel it little thing she's been saying and doing that way she's not in her room sir said hank who had in the meantime run upstairs let me see the paper said grandpa and 
propping himself against the doorway he held out his hand what's this in the corner he asked this small writing i can't make it out hank went over to him while tilda jane who had begun to feel faint and miserable seated herself in her little rocking-chair and swayed dismally to and fro hank in no hurry to decipher the small writing at the bottom of the paper was again gloating over the first of it girls can turn as well as worms i run to reach a happy home she's hard on the r's a regular robin for them i say sissy isn't home the french for man good london she's after a man i run to reach a happy home he won't be happy long after you reach him on the contraire as the french say i dare say he's running rapidly right from you it's a home she wants moaned tilda jane she has often talked to me about it and you know how she was in despair and anger last night she wants someone to love her and call her their darling my stars and garters ejaculated hank that lump she was jealous of me continued the little girl she thought you and grandpa made too much of me i never made much of you said grandpa stoutly well i did said hank with equal decision and i'll go right on doing it for a better-hearted little girl than our sissy never lived and this goosehead is an ungrateful bird to fly away from her tilda jane threw him a grateful but a very doleful glance she wants to be in a span with me hank folks have talked to her about my running away from the asylum i'm not proud of it and i never told perletta about it but she thought it was smart and now she's gone so she can equal me let her fly responded hank i hope her cruise will be long and hearty but we ought to bring her back remonstrated tilda jane i'll have no pleasure till you do hank she's like a poor lost lamb a lamb an ugly old goat you mean grumbled hank will you read that postscript asked grandpa irritably she may give us some information in it hold on replied hank till i make it out her writing is as queer as she is herself the d o double g the dog and the bird are out of out of what oh yes i see are out of trouble the bird screamed tilda jane and she was out of her little chair and up the staircase like a streak of light the dog repeated grandpa slowly then his brain began to work and he wheeled round and hitched himself toward the bed hank followed him curiously but seeing his father convulsively twitching and pulling the bedclothes he helped him without a word the little dog had lost his former habit of waking up early to play and was now usually sleepy in the morning they always had a hard time to quiet him down at night for he was of an excitable and nervous temperament and to make up for this 
he often slept till breakfast was half over grandpa's face was fiery where is he he said desperately i can't find him my fingers are stiff he must be rolled up somewhere in the blankets look well hank he's small at this instant tilda jane came flying into the room and threw herself down on the bed my bird my bird my darling pigeon is gone that cruel girl has taken him she'll never be able to feed him with those big fingers he can't eat yet himself he'll starve to death my dear birdie my little darling oh oh i loved him so and she stared blankly before her grandpa for a minute forgot his own impending trouble in reminiscence months and months ago he had in a rage lifted one of his crutches and had struck poacher to the ground when tilda jane saw her pet lying apparently dead she had turned on him the same terrible unforgiving hateful look with which she now gazed into space the loss of her petted bird had stirred the young girl's nature to the same dreadful depths of long ago but this time her unnatural wrath did not last she suddenly burst into tears and held out her hands oh lord i am a wicked girl but i want my pidgey grandpa hank get me my bird all right girlie said hank soothingly just a minute i'll go after him but now let us find the pup the pup she echoed dismally then with the same understanding of the perverted perletta's nature that she had shown before and that the two men did not possess she said don't bother looking for him he's gone too poor grandpa poor dear grandpa it was now grandpa's turn to become excited his face dripping with perspiration his hair bristling with indignation he dropped into the big chair by his bed almost incoherent from wrath that girl that that has she could she steal that pup never mind dad said hank in the same soothing tone in which he had addressed tilda jane i'll harness right up and kite after her you shall have your pup and pigeon back again that pup almost screamed grandpa that pup as you call him is a thousand dollar dog hank opened his mouth wide and stared speechlessly at him he's a thoroughbred stammered grandpa belongs to mr waysmith he's dead stuck on him he's in my care oh lord what have i done to let that viper rifle me a thousand dollar dog repeated hank stupidly staring about him then what is he doing in this fifty-cent house he's delicate roared grandpa mr waysmith was afraid he'd die like most of his family he brought him here cause tilda's such a master hand with dogs i thought i'd keep him nights to let her have her sleep i didn't dare to tell you what he was worth cause you'd all be anxious 
i've sweated alone and now that girl's stole in and took him away i've been false to my trust i've been false to my trust and his white head sank on his breast in the speechless hopeless grief of old age only he and tilda jane understood the real bitterness of his cry hank had never suspected his father's defalcation but even without this knowledge he was so deeply stirred that he clenched his hands and sudden tears came to his eyes cheer up dad he said stoutly i'll catch that minx if she's above ground now let us quit wailing and get to business and taking on a decided air and with no further thought either of laughter or tears he seated himself on the edge of the bed grandpa sat beating his stiff old hands on his knees get the police my son telephone mr waysmith hank laid a quieting arm on his shoulder father he said seriously stop right now remember you're a man not an old baby let me check things off this dog does not belong to you no no i told you he's mr waysmith's dog he's one of a famous new breed they're starting and he's worth a thousand dollars yes yes maybe more i don't know don't tell anyone that father we want to go easy and not shout his value around town once the bad boys know that they'd make your life miserable trying to steal him i ain't told anyone yet but you and tilda said grandpa indignantly and i don't plan to tell any further but hurry son hurry and get him back easy now dad easy i'll have him before night now have you any conviction about the way that wild goose would fly no no i don't know anything about her except that she's all the different kinds of fool a woman can be i never talk to her oh get off set out my son go tell mr waysmith sissy said hank turning to the woebegone but very quiet little figure standing by the door sit down in that chair tilda jane did as he bade her and he put some rapid questions to her how long do you think perletta has had this idea of running away for some time hank you know she told us when she came here that she would run away if she did not like us have you any thought about which way she would go tilda jane hesitated i think she would go to the woods she said at last she has heard what a time i had in the woods when i ran away and how i got poacher there you say you never talked to her about your adventures said hank keenly who did talk to her i guess mrs Melliquan mostly i only told a few about my travels she was one she told me the other day perletta had twisted it all out of her she didn't want to tell but she is so pliable hank dropped his head on his breast thoughtfully the woods 
are all some distance from ciscasset he said the question is which of them would she make for go to the police go to the police urged grandpa tell mr waysmith it's his dog he ought to know sure sir replied hank but we don't want the police yet as i said before we don't want to advertise his value i guessed your pup was a present from mr waysmith and a relative of his own dog but i did not know these other circumstances now i want to start this ball rolling myself for mr waysmith does not know perletta as we do i want a plan of action before we tell him gloriana i've got it and he suddenly sprang into the air almost startling grandpa and tilda jane out of the small amount of composure remaining to them end of chapter fourteen recording by john brandon